Welcome to Modern Day Abigails, a women's outreach of Calvary Chapel Pearland. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. So let's listen to God's Word, where everyday lives transform, and where we can become the women God created us to be. Before we were even born, before we the world was born, mind. before the world was born, we were on his mind. How, what is that? That is love like we can yes. never imagine, you know, and he says that his thoughts, his, the Lord's, the creator of the mm-hmm. earth, his thoughts about us are of peace and not evil to give us future and to give us hope. And we call upon him and we pray to him and we listen to him. That's what we're supposed to be doing. Exactly. That's our goal. We're supposed to listen to him. We're supposed to pray to him. Even our first reaction I'm myself included, when tragedy hits, is um, I have a little panic attack. Right. That's not supposed to be our first go-to. No. Our sp- first go-to is supposed to be to hit our knees and to pray. Exactly. You exactly. Know? You may not be able to hit your knees. You may be in the middle of a... Um, you might be already sitting. Yeah. You, or you might be walking in a parking lot. Okay, now... Uh-huh. You can't just hit your knees there. Somebody call nine one one. But right, okay. But hit your knees mm-hmm. um, theoretically and give it to the Lord right then, exactly just like Martha did. Yes. And don't play the what if games. What if I had done this? I, I have that. I play that game every. I used to play it a lot. Now the it doesn't work from the enemy. He'll do the what ifs. What have you done this? What have you done this? And then sometimes I try to go back. Well, if I hadn't have sinned, I shouldn't have sinned. But yeah. then the Lord says. Okay, but you did. But you did. But look what I've done. Right. You know, yeah, I did sin. But now I have a great husband. I have a, ch- a son who's mm-hmm. married and, gave, and they gave, mm-hmm. gave me a beautiful family. And, and my beautiful little wife. He, yes, grandbaby. beautiful. And, and the, yes. And he's the best little conversationalist. You want to have a great conversation? Sit down with the three-year-old. Yeah. He loves to talk. I mean, he's talks so about smart. We, so we changed smart. the fuel pump the other day in his Hot Wheel. Yeah. There and he go. got me the parts. He took it out of inventory. He told me, yep. When I asked him, I said, did you do a work order? He goes, yep. <laughs> I got him trained already. Only and I would ask about the work order. Hey, the, he the PO. That, hey, you know what's funnier? <laughs> what's funnier is he didn't ask me, huh? <laughs> he just went, yep. Yep. Got it done, Granny. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Check it. Yep. Got it done. You know, so I what I want people to take away, what I want y'all to take away from this is that it's not over. Right. It's not over. And the Lord, again, the Lord is our crutch. Exactly. He's not done yet. Yeah. Lean on him, not our panic, not our fear, not our anxiety, because even though those things hit and they do hit, but that's not our go-to. Our go-to is the Lord. And he'll carry us if we ask him to. Yeah. You know, he literally does. He yeah. picks us up and carries us. I know us. sometimes, you know, people say when you, when they praise, they always have an open hand because it's a surrender. Mm-hmm. Sometimes my hands are closed, not because I'm angry. I'm but clenching my fists. I'm fist. holding, hold him. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but when I clench my fists, it's because I'm holding on to Jesus. Right. I want to hold on so tight. Exactly. I don't let go. Exactly. I have this one, I'll, and then we'll get back to it, but I have this one story. Um, at When I was going through my separation uh, before my divorce, I was in such complete turmoil. I've told this story before. Um, and I remember vividly, I was sitting, I don't know how long I was there. I want to I say that I was sitting in my living room, Indian style, for probably several hours, but I actually don't know. 
and um, it could have been five minutes. Right. But when I look when you're back, in the presence of the Lord, there yeah, is no time. I, I literally I that. feel that it was hours, um, and I was just I was literally rocking back and forth because that was just that's all I could do at the moment, and um, and I was crying out to the Lord, and I am not joking mm-hmm. when I see when I say His arms wrapped around me. I leaned back. Now, what I was leaning back on didn't actually, if if you were watching this, you would have seen me leaning back on something perfectly fine, perfectly um, planted, perfectly stable. And because it was him and we literally sat there and rocked Mm -hmm. and cried. And I swear to you, it was for hours. I don't remember much of that day except for that. And and I felt his arms, and I just laid back. I remember just when you finally relax and lay back into the couch. Yeah, and that's what I did. I just laid back into him, and it was the. It's never happened since. It was the most weirdest, a neatest thing that's ever yeah. happened to me. I read a story about a lady. She said that same thing happened to her after her husband died, and she was just so. Um, grieving so hard. She was laying yeah. in bed and she was just missing her husband. And she said, I felt the Lord's arms go around me right. and lay with me right. as I grieved. He literally interlocked his arms and around me. That. I, f- yeah. I felt it. I've never had anything like that before. And the Lord was telling me, I'm here. Yeah. And that's Honey, what we're about not to see. alone. Tell it, Anna. Go for it's it. Luke 11, starting in 33. Therefore, when Jesus saw her weeping and the Jews who came with her weeping, he groaned in the spirit and was troubled. And he said, where have you laid him? And they said to him, Lord, come and see. Jesus wept. I get so irritated when people are like, well, the shortest verse in the Bible is Jesus wept. Yeah, you know what? You want to call it short? That's fine. But it is the biggest, most powerful, powerful verse ever because it says Jesus cries with us. Yes. When we are in pain, when we have grief or despair or hopelessness, Jesus cries with us because he knows why. You know, and, and I get so irritated because Jesus, so when we're grieving, hurting, like you were just talking about or that, the story I heard that lady was talking about, Jesus is right there. He cries right with you. there. You're not alone. And we just we just rocked. Yeah. I literally was rocking, and we were rocking together. And he was holding me, and um, it was it was yeah. my turning point. Uh, Hebrews thirteen. It was my turning point exactly because um, Hebrews thirteen five says, "Let your conduct be without covetousness. Be content with such things as you have. For he himself said, I will never leave you nor forsake you.'" Forsake means forget. Yeah, he's not going to. He's not, not going to leave you. Us. He's not going to forget about you. And it says in Psalm 56, 8, you number my wanderings. You put my tears into your bottle. Your bottle capitalized. Are they not in your book? God sees everything and knows everything we're going, what we're going through. You know, when we think Jesus is far away, he's actually right there calling our name, just right. like he did with her Mary. But are we listening or are we so angry and upset that we completely ignore the Lord, even yeah. though he's right there? He literally goes through. Listen, he came down to earth. He mm-hmm. experienced human emotions. Exactly. He created them, but he also experienced yes. them. Every single one of them. Exactly. Even more than some of us will ever have to experience. Exactly. He is not clueless as to our human pain. No, no he's not. He he's says not. He, he says he's, he knows it all. He's been through it all. Yeah. You know, and and back to the culture. On purpose. On purpose. So back to the culture times, they didn't just have tears streaming down their faces. 
They believed to honor the dead was to be hysterically wailing and shrieking. They hired people to do that yes, too. Yes, they did. <laughs> so that was also a contrast where Jesus wept quietly. Wept just a little weeping. He was, you know, the tears showed more compassion than the wailing. In fact, right now we're at a funeral one time in for a coworker's mom. And um, by the preacher, time the preacher got done, I was really thought it was very unfair that I didn't get to die, and she did. It was terrible. I was like, why didn't I get to die? I mean, he was that good. You know, I was really upset. I didn't get to die, and she did. It was it was a very powerful mm. message. And they did. You don't hear that very often. No, but they were doing that part about passing the casket. I'm all happy. I mean, this guy really did a great job. This depicting woman, Jesus in heaven. Yes, but this woman starts wailing and touching the body and i'm like lady did you not just hear the pastor i mean i'm sorry your friend you know died but did you not hear the pastor you should be happy for her that she's dead and with jesus she'd been sick for a long time now she wasn't now she was healed now she's walking now she's doing everything she couldn't do she's at the feet of jesus she's at the feet of jesus you're crying because you're selfish and my grandpa she's grieving and hurting yeah but for herself she wasn't happy for her yeah. And that was that was a hard one because my grandpa when he was crying for my grandmother, he looked at me, he goes, I'm not crying for her. I'm right. crying for me. Right. And that struck me because he's right. We don't cry for that person. That person, if they're if they know Jesus, depends. If they know yeah. Jesus and you know for know that they're with the Lord, you shouldn't be crying for them. Right. Uh now if it's iffy, I did cry one time for someone I knew who passed away because I told Ray, I said, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know where they are, and I tried to talk to them, but did, did the Lord get a hold of them? I don't know. I always have a little bit of hope, right? I have hope because we don't know. I don't we don't know. know what went on no. between. Because even exactly. if they're in a coma, the Lord it doesn't matter. The Lord speaks Lord, to them anyway. Lord can speak to you. There is proof of that. Exactly. Lord can speak to you anywhere, any way, anyhow. Right. It only he, takes a second to he, give your life over. Exactly. He says he knows you, knows you at conception. Right. So there is no it. There's no. If he knew you from the beginning and says, I was personally there at your conception, mm-hmm. the Lord knows everything. Right. He's, he's got everything. And, and it's interesting part about the word groan. I was learning about this. Um, they said it was the unusual verb for a groan, more like anger. And I heard it once said that, you know, you know, Jesus, Jesus can get angered righteously, but he was angered by what sin was doing to those he loved. Mm-hmm. First time I heard that, I'm like... I didn't understand why they would say that because I didn't see that in the scriptures until this other this person actually explained the word and they said the groan was more like an anger. And I'm like, okay, now I understand why he was angry about what sin was doing to those who he loved. Because um, Jesus came to die for the sin that was killing us. It killed Lazarus. And, and remember, Jesus had not died yet. So there was not a heaven yet. There was another place that the Lord had. He was at the uh, Abraham's bosom. Um, he goes to prepare a place for us. After When he dies, he goes to prepare a place for us. If he took six days to prepare the earth and the Lord's been preparing a place for us for 2,000 years, could you imagine what's going to Gorgeous. I know. It's going to be unbelievable. We can't even fathom Stunning. how it's going to look. Yeah. I mean, they use imagery like jewels and gold and all, mm-hmm. because I honestly think that there is no humanly way possible to imagine what it's going to look like. I agree. And that's the, they just use that because that's what the best we, we got. Yeah. Um, right. So... <laughs> You know, so he, death angered him because of the destruction. Jesus came to defeat death, and he's going to use Lazarus to prove it. So let's see that in Luke, um, John let's eleven thirty six. Then the Jews said, see how he loved him? And some of them said, 
Could not this man who opened the eyes of the blind also have kept this man from dying? So um, they're going through the what ifs, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. we have to stop those what ifs. I, I knew I was going to talk about that somewhere because um, it will consume us and it will keep us from moving mm-hmm, forward. Mm-hmm. You know, if I'd done this, da da da. Um, you know, learning is important. Uh, learning is important so we don't do it again, but living in the past is not helpful. No, because we can live there forever yes. and never progress. Because unfortunately, it's kind of comfortable. Because right. we already know what it's like. The future's scary because we don't know yeah. what it's like. The Lord doesn't want us there, no. though. No, he does not. He doesn't want us there at all. Um, so in Luke eleven thirty eight, Then Jesus, again, groaning in himself, came to the tomb. It was a cave and a stone laid against it. And Jesus said, Take away the stone. Martha, who would have guessed, the sister of him who was dead, said to him, Lord, by this time there is a stench, for he has been dead for four days. I love the King James Version. By this time, he stinketh. <laughs> oh, he stinketh. True fact. <laughs> oh, he stinketh. I just like that, though. But Mary Mary was still trying to work and, and, and trying to help. She was trying to be helpful. Lord, um, you know, he stinks by now, right? He's right. I don't want you to be, a, I don't want you to, you know, smell that. Um, right? She was worried about Jesus smelling the stench of death. You got to love her. Um, you would think that request seemed odd, but most likely they thought he wanted to see him one last time. Why? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't even like seeing a dead body that smells good, let alone one that doesn't. I've never seen a dead body. Um, the smell would have denoted that Lazarus is really dead, dead, dead. Not mostly dead or partially dead. He was dead. Um, but also remember has a tendency to worry. And apparently mm-hmm. Martha was a bit worried about the smell. And right. just like Martha. Right. She's getting out her little fr- can of Febreze. <laughs> frankincense. <laughs> yeah. Putting frankincense, passing around the frankincense. Here, yeah. put this on your nose. Uh, hospitals actually do a lot. Yeah. They'll take a peppermint oil and put it in yeah. their mask. Yeah. Which if you don't do it right, it burns your eyes. Well, real peppermint oil. Let's say it this way. Right. Real peppermint oil burns your eyes. Ask me how I know. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Do you it's know how many times strong. I have burnt my eye? <laughs> gotten peppermint oil in my eyes? <laughs> It's a, probably why I can't hardly see. Okay. <laughs> that might explain a lot, actually. Is that why you started wearing glasses? Yeah. But for only Maybe. When, when I drive, <laughs> he saw me put them on the other day. And he's like, you have glasses? No, yeah, I have driving glasses. Oh, he'd run. Well, I sent you a picture of them when I got them three years ago. Yeah, but he always drives. That's what I'm, you know what? That's what I, re- that's what I was yeah. thinking about. I got them three years ago, and he, he doesn't get in. And when I'm driving, I rarely put them on. And this time I happened to put it on because it was getting at nighttime and I wanted to, I guess, see where I was going. And then when y'all are together, he drives. He drives and I don't put those sunglasses on. I don't put those glasses on. I have sunglasses on, but they look like normal sunglasses. Anyway, I thought it was funny. Anyway, I was thinking about that because she'd been passing out the peppermint oil and frankincense and something that had been so Martha to do. Make sure she's taking care of her guest. Right. Because, you know, he stinketh. (laughs) <laughs> um, but in John chapter eleven forty, Jesus said to her, did I not say to you that if you would believe you would see the glory of God, a little brief reminder there, a little rebuke, right. gentle reminder yeah. saying, Martha, you just, Martha, you just agreed with me and said I was the son of God. Yeah. What a flip flop. Yeah. And now you're worried about the smell from your brother. Right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> got bigger fish to fry. Here. What's up with that? Um, and like I said, ladies, we, we do take a little bit of a, a fun with this, but it's to make it more memorable. We're having fun to make it more memorable. Because if you can get inside the story, you're going to remember it. So, right. You know, Gets the visual. Yeah. We're, we're sitting there with Mary and Martha and Jesus, and we're watching it come about. And we're looking at her going, 
it's going to stink. Right. And I, right. I totally, I can relate. I know. You're way. I did the same way. Yeah, wait. Do we really want to do this? Are mm-hmm. we really about to do this? No. Okay, everybody line up. Let's get some peppermint and frankincense. Yeah, let's step back a little bit. <laughs> but, and I love how the Lord's like, you know what's neat? He didn't look at it and go, what? You quit believing? Forget it. I ain't doing it. That's it. Right. I'm gone. He didn't do that. He's like, honey, just watch. Yeah. Remember I know you don't five have, minutes ago yeah. when you were all gung-ho? Yeah. I know right now you don't have faith, but I'm going to show it to you. I'm not right. going to stop. I made a promise. I'm going to keep it. I made a plan. I'm going to keep it no matter what you do. Because yeah. we can't. If he based it on us, the Lord would never be around. Exactly. And you know what? The, in, in truth, the Lord already knew her reaction before yeah. she had oh, a reaction. Yeah. But he allowed her to have that reaction because that's our reaction. Yeah. And she, you, sometimes you have to do it yourself and say it out yeah. loud. Yeah. Have you ever done that where, you know, when you say that, you think it, and then when you say it out loud, you're like, oh, that really that sounds sounded, stupid. That was dumb. Well, how was I yeah. thinking that? That was really mm. dumb because I yeah. said it out loud. So sometimes we have to say things out loud to pinpoint what we're doing. Right. So it um, gets good. So John eleven forty one. Then they took away the stone from the place where the dead man was lying. And Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. And I know that you will always hear me. But because of the people who were standing by, I said this, that they may believe that you sent me. Now, when he had said these things, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. And he who had died came out bound hand and foot with grave clothes, and his face was wrapped with a cloth. Jesus said to them, Loose him and let him go. Then many of the Jews had come to Mary and had seen these things Jesus did, believed in him. All right, let's just break this down. Because now, ladies, remember, we are going to have a little bit of fun with this so we can remember it. First, though, seriously, Jesus is God, and they have a relationship as father and son. And Jesus was teaching them how to pray and the power of prayer. We pray to God through Jesus in the spirit. Second thing is Jesus showed authority in his voice to hear that voice. How awesome that had must have been to hear that victorious authoritative voice saying, Lazarus, come forth. Now he had to specify Lazarus name because if he didn't, everybody would have been showing up. (laughs) Everybody would have been raising from the dead. Everybody, every dead person would have been start walking out of that yep. tomb. And um, we weren't re- He was not, yeah. there was not time for Attack that. of the mummies. Yeah, exactly. But it wasn't time for that. No. That's going to be later. That there Just is going right. to be a time when that Lord is going Preach to give a victorious, authoritative voice that says, come forth from your graves. And those who are dead in Christ will rise, rise with the ones who are being called up in the resurrection. The, um, you know, and... Um, Rapture the up. rapture. That's the mm-hmm. word I was looking for. Yeah. When it, that rapture, and when we're raising, and he's going to have the dead rise too. We're all going to mm-hmm. be high fiving, heading up to the Lord, right? And we are looking forward to that authoritative, yes. victorious voice. My Come book. to me, hey, the Lord's going to say. Yep, get used to that words. Yeah. And um, so he had to make sure he specified Lazarus because it wasn't time for everybody else to show yep. up. Just Lazarus for right now. Just the one um, later on. But I do have to ask: the world was going through Lazarus' mind. I want to know when it says loose him and let him go. He was was he talking to the raps? Yes, he, he was, was talking to the raps. Yeah, he was yeah, walking around. Let him go. Yeah, he was walking around in his burial wraps. Right. Lord said, "Loose him." The he was talking to the raps. Now, my question though is, how loosened was? I mean, how, I've never wrapped anybody. Did they wrap the legs individual? 
He walked out, or did he like mummified, you know, jump with his knees and jump out? I mean, I wanted to see that. I mean, did he have his legs together and he's kind of bouncing out like a rabbit? Or was or a sack his race? Yeah. <laughs> or was his legs separate and he just kind of lo- walked out? And what was going through his mind? What he's thinking? Well, darn. What the heck? I'll sleep in one minute. Next thing I know, right? I'm bundled up and I hear people's voices. But you know what? But think about this. He heard his master call and he answered. Amen. There's Goosebumps. no fear when you hear your master calling. When the Lord calls, there's no fear. Um, so then people unwrapped him. I don't know what they were expecting. Unless you're in complete sin. If you were in complete sin and you hear the Lord. Oh, you might want to get down. Right. Yeah. That you're going to have a different reaction. Yeah, that's going to be a different reaction. Different reaction. Lord's calling you out on your sin. That is a different reaction. You're yeah. right. Still a very authoritative voice. Right. Yeah. That would be a scary voice. I would say get right with the Lord yep. before that happens. Yep. So I've always talked about, I love that scripture <laughs> in the revelations about Jesus coming, tatted up on the horse. And he's got people behind him, you know. And, and it's posse. Yeah. And I always tell people, I'm like, which, which side of Jesus do you want to see? Do you want to see those eyes that are like flames? Or do you want to see the back of them mm-hmm. with a sword? Right. You know, to, to, to find, get rid of sin for final. I want to be behind him. I want to be behind him. You do I not don't want to be in be... front. Mm-mm. Nope. I don't want to be on the receiving end of that. Exactly. <laughs> I was, that's just me. Yeah, me too. I, I'm not, because if you're in front of him, you're not saved. Nope. It won't be pretty either. Mm-mm. So I wonder what the people are expecting. I just Have you thought about that? When the people are standing there weeping with Mary, and then all of a sudden Jesus is yelling, hey, Lazarus, come forth, and Lazarus comes out? I Probably. Oh, and by the way. Frozen. Was, and yeah. hey, hey, could y'all go over and take off his barrel wraps, please? Uh, have you ever read The Monkey's Paw? When I was young. Yeah. Yeah, they he didn't look too good when they unwrapped him. Remember, he he came back to life, but as he was, that was yes. gross. And I'm so I'm, I'm thinking the guys who were unwrapping Lazarus, did they stop and go, seriously, Lord? Right. You, how's it going to look? <laughs> I'm over here trying, ladies. Y'all can't see me. I'm trying to move my head, going, um, yeah. <laughs> you, how's yeah. that going to look Wait, underneath? Do that we wrap? really want to see that? We don't really yeah. know. How's it going to look? But you know what? They heard his authoritative voice. They saw the victory of Lazarus raising from the dead. I did not hear, see, or read anybody argue. They went and did what Jesus said. Yep. yep. Um, if they didn't believe him after seeing that, I don't think there's anything that's going to make you believe. Right. I mean, he just but showed them. What's it going to take yeah. for you? He just showed them. He had power over death. But that's we're like that in our real lives. The Lord shows us and shows us yes. and shows us. And how hard-headed do you have to be before mm-hmm. the Lord finally says, you know, does something drastic? Do you have to right. be the drastic person? Yeah. You have to wait for the drasticness? Exactly. Or, and this was not about... not going to be pretty at that point. No. And this is not about just his raising his friend from the dead. This was showing God's glory. It was showing Jesus has authority. It showed that Jesus has power over death. And um, I am going to stop for a minute. I'm going to give a really personal story about what Mary and Martha meant to me. Because years ago, I had gone to a ladies' Bible study in Sandy's kitchen, and we had gone over Mary and Martha, and we had talked about how Jesus cried with them. And it always meant a lot to me, thinking Jesus cries with us when we're hurting. And earlier this year, our son had just gotten back from Kuwait, and uh, they had a sudden surprise that, you know, um, as soon as he got back, Emma wound up pregnant. And that was actually our, um, not that we, any of us really celebrate Valentine's Day, but that's how they gave they, the baby announcement to us. And we found out February 14th. And um, 
you know, he he was he's my second grandson. But um, within a few months, she she had already had she had had um, what they call persons of previa, and so she had a little bit of so she would have a tendency to hemorrhage, and she did that with Reed, and um, uh, so Reed was a, a few weeks early, six weeks early, and so they knew that this was possible again. And she had like almost zero percent chance of having placenta previa the first time. Now that she's had it, it's like something like seventy five percent chance. So they were watching her and watching her immediately. Had a nurse midwife, you know, and and uh, made sure that she they were going to keep a real watch over her, so that this time they weren't going to wait to. They she never had a, real, a doctor the first time because they kept saying, "Oh, it might get better. It might get better." So she just wound up having some strange doctor deliver and do the C-section. So they were really watching her. And she started um, she started hemorrhaging a little bit, and they kept watching, you know, but the baby was fine. They had done an ultra, and this was around um, in the March, around Ray's birthday. And I, I remember sitting at a restaurant. We're trying to celebrate his birthday, but we didn't know if she had lost the baby or not. And um, so... That weekend, they were going to go do something and uh, to the doctor, and I had uh, read, and he's like, Gwana, pray, pray. I'm like, well, how? My thought was, what words do I say? And he put my hands together and goes, pray, Gwana. He wasn't playing around. No, he was not. So, And I had thought the Lord had told me, it's going to be a girl, and you need to pray for her to be like Elizabeth. So I reminded the Lord, hey, Lord, you told me about this baby, and this is how it's going to be. And we were praying, and we get a phone call, and we're like, everything's fine. The baby's heartbeat's great. The baby's moving around. Everything's wonderful. Oh, praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord. And we celebrated. Well, then a little over a week later, they were trying to figure out where she hemorrhaging from every once in a while. It wasn't a whole lot, but if, if she did really anything, she was almost going to have to be bed rest for the whole pregnancy. They went to the doctor. And they're like, I'm sorry, but we can't find a heartbeat. And we're like, what do you mean you can't find a heartbeat? He, he had, he, they knew it was a boy. And we're like, he had a heartbeat nine days ago, and you said everything was great. What do you mean he doesn't have a heartbeat now? And they're like, we're sorry. The original appointment they went there for was no longer because she had, the baby had died. So I didn't get to meet him or hold him. There was no baby shower, no live birth. And I had to think about that because his due date would have been in October. We just passed that. It's November right now. We just passed when his due date would have been. So when I, when I got the news, I was at work. I had some of the greatest guy coworkers. I didn't have a whole lot of the ladies there. They showed up a little bit later, but the guys were all there, and they were right there with me and, and patting me on the back. I was sitting on the floor, and my poor one coworker was like, Anna, Anna, do you want to sit down? And I'm like, um, I think I am already. And he goes, well, Okay, yeah, you're right. <laughs> Did you want to cheer? <laughs> yeah, poor guy. He was trying. Yeah. And my other coworkers were trying. They all have kids. They they got it. And they, they knew how pro-life I was. Yeah. So it didn't matter that she's only three months along. It's your grandbaby. That was my grandbaby from yeah. the moment of conception. Sure. He was my grandbaby. And what bothered me the most was I couldn't meet him or hold him. But the Lord said, at least I let you know it was a boy. I'm like, that's true, Lord. That would have driven me nuts. Yeah. But when I first started thinking about it, I started thinking about Mary and Martha. I said, Lord, you knew that you were going to hurt them by letting their brother die. They didn't know you were going to raise them for the dead, but you knew you were going to hurt them. And it was for days. I said, so I know you're with me. And then he said this. He said, 1 Thessalonians five sixteen through 18. Rejoice always. Pray with this, without ceasing. Give in everything. Give thanks, for this is the will of God 
in Christ Jesus for you. And I say, don't like, don't make me think him. Thank you for this. Don't. So I started thinking him for everything else, everything around it. And, and the only thing I could come up with food. Um, so I, everybody's like, Anna, just go home. And I'm like, Lord, what do I do at home? I don't, I don't know what to do. I'm at home. What am I going to do when I get home? And uh, of course, the Lord's like, you know, pick some soup. <laughs> oh, I can do that. So I, I made a big old pot of soup and took it over to their house with her parents. And we had a basically a, um, well, a memorial or a dinner. A dinner. Mm-hmm. And we got together and um, her mom handled it great because she had already been through it. And it was my first. Mm-hmm. And he kept saying, give me thanks. And I'm like, I'm not thanking you for taking him. And you got to love Hank. I ain't got no clue. So we go to church. We're in the section of Samuel where David and Bathsheba just lost their baby. And I'm like, I know we didn't lose it because of sin. Right. It's it just, you know, I don't know your purpose. I don't know what you're doing. So we were in that part right after he had died. And then Hank's doing a comfort verse. And what does he do? Rejoice always. Oh, no, Pray he without didn't. ceasing. <laughs> and everything give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. And I'm like, Fine. I will thank you for taking my grandson, even though I don't know why. And then we talked about in Samuel how they worshiped. David worshiped the Lord after he, his, his son had died. And so I'm like, okay, Lord, I have to thank you and I have to worship you now. And I did. And it was very healing. It really was. It was the most healing thing to do is to say, fine, I'll thank you for this. And then I'm going to worship you. And it was a lot of healing. And um, did the Lord stop there? No. Because time passes, most of it's okay. It took, you know, about the first month, it was hard. And then I started thinking about the baby shower. I wasn't going to get the throw. We didn't get to have a baby shower the first time. No, Because she hemorrhaged the first baby shower, so she was on bed rest. And the second baby shower, she wound up delivering him. So I never got to have a baby shower with him. Yeah. Like, I don't get to have a baby shower with this little guy. And so, his name's Brandon. Brennan, not Brandon, Brennan. Sorry, I can't read y'all. Brennan David. And so, like I said, not too long ago, we were at prayer, and I had picked a scripture, and for some reason, I changed my mind and went up a few verses, and the Lord brought it back to my mind, give me thanks for taking him, not because you're mad and you have to, but because you're really, truly going to thank me for this. And so in prayer, I had to thank the Lord for taking him, and that time I didn't do it harshly. I did it as a thank you because he said to give thanks in all circumstances. He didn't tell us we could pick the circumstances that we thank him for. So I learned that from Mary and Martha that day, day he cried with them. So I knew when I was crying that Jesus was crying with me and he was saying, I'm, I don't want, I didn't, my intent's not to hurt you, but I got to create a purpose, even though you don't know what it is. Right. So that's my personal testimony of how I really feel close to Mary and Martha Knowing that Jesus could have stopped it. And don't think I didn't pray for a Lazarus moment. I did. Sure. And I didn't know how to say it to Stephen or Emma. Because I'm like, you don't just like call him up like, say, hey, did she suddenly not like miscarry? And he told me, he says, we caught the baby. And we had a little burial for him in a plant. I'm like, okay. All right, I guess it's not going to be a Lazarus moment, Lord. Yeah. He's like, no. Sorry. That goes back to where we don't understand the Lord. And what he does sometimes, he always has a purpose, and we don't always get to know what it is right then. Right. Sometimes not ever, because exactly. it's not for us to know. And 
it's extremely emotional, extremely, I mean, there's a lot of emotion going on right now and and extremely devastating. And that's not something that you just get over. No, no. And, but the Lord does heal. And the best thing to do is say, thank you and worship him. Because in our worship, we're saying, I trust you, Lord. I don't like the situation, but I'm going to trust you through it. And I know you have a plan and I know you're going to do something. And I don't know what it is, but it's going to be okay. And, um, he did. He made it better. So, you know, first year is always the hardest. Sure. But I got the cutest little three-year-old grandson who can talk. <laughs> Thank you for letting us share our tools to become the women God created us to be. If we encourage you today, visit us at moderndayabigails.com. Remember, you are loved, cherished, and prayed over.